Broadcasting from Oklahoma, the tornado capital of the world, home of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the University of Oklahoma Sooners. This is the Curated Experience Show, a weekly podcast about the customer experience with viewpoints you will not hear anywhere else. And now your host, author, and customer experience expert, Amas Tanuma. Welcome to the Curated Experience. I am your host, Amas Tanuma. Uh, If this is your first time listening, you are in for a treat. Our show has one mission. We aim to help you get really intentional about your customer experience. Uh, The idea here is really just to challenge assumptions and norms about the customer experience and help you improve customer experiences everywhere, whether you define customers as uh, end consumers, employees, coworkers, we are here to help. And to get us started today, I've got to tell you, I feel guilty every time I complain about my cell phone. You know, I feel like on a daily basis, I'm committing what used to be witchcraft. Uh, and, and so when I think about technology and about the customer experience, I really hesitate to really complain because the possibilities today is simply just tremendous. And so that's why I'm excited to have a really good friend and customer experience pro, uh, Mike Musen. Mike, are you on? I'm here. Thanks for having me, Amos. Glad to have you on the show. How are you doing, Mike? Doing great. Very excited to, to add, chip in my two cents. Happy to have you. Um, tell, I, know, I, I know you very well, and um, but I, I want the, our audience to learn a little bit about you. Um, you know, tell, tell the folks at home uh, a little bit about yourself. Sure. I'm uh, Mike Muson. I'm the VP of Customer Experience and Innovation at a company called Smart Action. And I've been in the tech world for 20 years and love pushing the envelope with technology to solve old problems in a new way. Uh, And more specifically now over the last three years, creating great customer experiences with technology. That's awesome. Um, You know, what do you do for fun? Uh, I want the the folks to get to what do you what do you do in your downtime, Mike? Um, probably what I enjoy most and where I'm, I'm most at peace is out on the beach volleyball court. So. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Lots of fun. And it's good, uh, good counterbalance to all the, uh, business and, and kind of socializing activity that we do as a part of our customer experience world. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, mine's, mine's soccer. So I can, I can certainly relate to that. So, so Mike, to, to jump in, you heard you heard my intro, and you know I want to just really start off. Do you agree with me that this is really a magical time to be alive? Just period. Absolutely, um, magical is a good way of putting it, and, and I think to to narrow the focus to the customer experience, I think we're at this really, aside from being magical, a very unique time. Uh, in the history of customer experience in that all of the what the business wants and what the consumer wants from an experience standpoint are coming together uh, in, a, in a unique way in that those it, it's aligned. The, the business wants to drive cost uh, and optimize the experience so that it's most uh, efficient from a cost perspective. And the consumer is really looking to create and have an effortless experience utilizing technology so it's it's a really exciting time to see both of those things come come together, uh, where the customer gets what they want and the business is is able to deliver those uh, cost efficiencies to their bottom line. 
Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. So, so to that end, you know, what, what technologies are you grateful for, you know, both personally in your, in your daily life and, um, you know, specifically the customer experience? Sure. Um, well, that's an easy answer for me, living and being based in Los Angeles and the insane traffic that we face on a daily basis, uh, having Waze as my partner in life <laughs> has been you know, something that I, I struggle to even think about how I used to do things before Waze existed. Uh, and that's really about pulling the customer into every experience, um, being able to just aside from just getting mapping information, getting real-time user feedback as a part of a solution is, to me, uh, an amazing combination of technology and customer experience coming together to create this community uh, that just continues to grow and create better experiences on the road. Yeah, no, I am a huge, you know, Waze, Waze fan. You know, you know, you get the traffic alerts. It brings crowdsourcing. Lots of really, really cool elements that... Um, really makes it um, really to use that that phrase again magical so I, I agree with you there you know there's um, I love Louis CK and that's almost cliche at this point but you know there's a great stand-up routine and for those of you who haven't seen it just watch it on YouTube where he basically mocks anyone who complains about their cell phone and his, and his is bent on it is really that we are we're pretty entitled. And, you know, as I sort of think about that, you know, I know before we get to sort of opportunities, you know, what are some modern technology, um, particularly customer facing ones that are underappreciated by both the users and practitioners? Yeah, I mean, that's I, I think in a larger scale, I mean, every technology is underappreciated. Right. <laughs> it, right. it feels like it's cool for a nanosecond, and then everybody's saying, what's next? You know, what's next? What's the next version? What's com- what can we do beyond this? Uh, and I, it's funny that you mentioned Louis C.K., because he, he's one of my favorites, too. And the, I always think about that piece that he has. And I, I, like you said, I encourage people to go and listen to this if you haven't heard it. Uh, where he's talking about people complaining about being on a plane when the Wi-Fi goes out (laughs) and just bitching about it and just so, you know, they're they're beside themselves. And he says, you know, dude, you're sitting on a love seat in the sky right now watching a movie. He's (laughs) like, this trip that you're on from New York to L.A. used to take months and people would die along the way. (laughs) So just relax if the Wi-Fi is out. (laughs) So I I totally agree. I mean, technology is just always changing and, and it's the most exciting thing about it to be participating and have your thumb on the pulse of this kind of change. Um, it's, it's what drives me every day, but I think it's, it's difficult because it's, it's really pushing the envelope and has really changed our lives in so many transformative ways. It's, it's difficult to uh, absorb that without getting a little spoiled. No, I, 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 I think you, I think that's, that's really important pers- perspective you know, particularly for end consumers, which, which, which we all are. But, you know, to kind of, you know, follow on with that point, you know, I'm like you, I'm out in the marketplace, you know, you know, and obviously we're consumers ourselves and we have friends, families, etc. And I don't get wonder at all from end users at all, um, you know, when it comes to technology and the service and the customer experience, I get the exact opposite of that, you know, um, 
why do you think why do you think there's this disconnect between this magic we say exists and the perceptions um you and i both seem to get in the marketplace yeah that's a great question and we could we could spend a full 30 minutes on that topic alone um but i agree with you i think a lot of times my my take on that is people are and customers are preconditioned uh to hate technology because it candidly used to suck on the tools that were available and unfortunately, that many companies still pawn off on their uh, consumers as cutting edge, but really are not up to today's modern standards, are, are not that great, and they're not useful. And I think there's this kind of interesting sociological um, investigation that can be had around how how what that preconditioning uh, is built on, and how in the old world. People and and businesses used to describe the best possible customer experience as letting you talk to a person every time, you know, and letting every time you want something, we're going to put you in touch with a person and they're going to walk you through it. And that used to be considered best in class customer experience. And the the way that even technology was talked about was, don't worry, we're not going to force you to use that automated tool or that um, thing that could remove or displace uh, the human-to-human conversation. And that's because the tools sucked. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth of it. Yeah. But it's there's an interesting transformation, in my opinion, that's happened that has turned that paradigm on its head in that the customers are now clamoring for the opposite. They want the opportunity to self-serve, you know, in whatever channel it is around customer experience, they want to self-serve their needs. They want to be in control of completion of that task, and it has to be effortless. And they don't want to talk to a person for for many of those kinds of tasks. So it's almost a reversal of where companies should feel a bit ashamed or um, feeling like they're not investing in the right kinds of tools if they're forcing their consumer to talk to a person because the technology's there. Yeah, you know, I, and, I, and I'm glad you brought up self-service and and, and, and and the IVR specifically. You know, the IVR automated systems, it's just a whipping boy, right? You know, it, it gets special ridicule. You know, as I go out and I speak, it's an easy target and everyone and their, everyone just hates this thing, right? And, you know, to your point, you know, we've been at this IVR game now for a long, 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 long time. And you look all around you and, you know, I, I compare the IVR to the dentist. And don't get me started on the dentist. But I show up at the dentist. Now, this is coming from a guy who's been fortunate enough. For the, the worst thing I've ever had done is my gums cleaned. But I hate the dentist. And the reason part of it is I show up... And every time they they bring those pliers and those clippers and those deals, and I'm thinking, you know, it's 2015. Like, why are you scraping my teeth? And maybe that's sort of the spoiled. But that's how I, I get the sense that people feel about the IVR, that why is this thing so, so bad? So not to make this all about that piece of technology, but it's worth spending some time on because that seems to be really the poster child for everything that's bad and you know um you know, the aversion of technology and interacting with companies so so I w- i'll put it to you again and just basically say you know 
I see IVRs have gotten more complex, but as in general, they have gotten, frankly, shamefully worse um, uh, over time, not not better. Where where is this disconnect between what's possible and what's available versus what organization after organization trots out there as as an automated system? Yep, that's a great question, uh, and I, I agree with you. I mean, the traditional IVR has been stuck, and and uh, yeah, the traditional IVR, let's put it that way, has been stuck in this time warp. Uh, just as you're describing the dentist's office, the tools and the conversation sounds like it did. 20, 30 years ago in some of these touch-tone environments. And it's horrifying. And, and I think the educated consumer and customer who, who knows what a good experience should be is immediately turned off the minute they hear those you know, touch-tone prompts and press one for this and two for that. Um, it feels like you're, you're taking a step back in time. And, and I, can, I can speak as a consumer... The minute I hear that um, those touchstone prompts, I'm op- You know, the only button I'm pressing is zero to speak right. to an operator. Right. Get me out of here, right? Get me out of here. <laughs> and we we call it IVR prison. Right. Nobody wants to be there. And and I think from a, the perspective of the consumer, when I'm calling in, I'm not pressing zero because I really want to talk to a person. As as much as you know, I'm a human and I love being social with people, but when I want to get something done, I don't really want to talk to a person every time. If I'm presented an advanced solution that can talk to me like a person would, you know, allow me to use my own natural language and understands the context of what I'm trying to accomplish, I'm going to use that. But if presented with this old school IVR, I'm out of there because I know this thing. It's not because I want to talk to a person. It's because I know this thing is not capable of handling what I want to handle. So I might as well go to that agent because um, that's where I'm going anyway. Yeah. So I, I think why that um, environment continues to be present, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of companies have not invested in the most modern technology, which is out there and, and something that Smart Action provides, is this you know, inspired solution that is contextually driven that feels like talking to a person. And I think why that continues to be the case that most companies haven't made that investment is they don't really, the the business itself doesn't truly grasp the, the possibilities inside of a more advanced solution that is, you know, um, truly natural language and can, can help a, a caller complete their task they don't they're not they haven't really understand understood how that can be applied to their business so a lot of what i end up doing is coaching and teaching um higher level executives about the business problems that they're having how they can be solved with this kind of solution and i think a lot of businesses are still thinking about what's possible in terms of an old school ivr which really limits how it gets applied, and how often the consumer can actually take advantage of that kind of robust environment. Yeah, and uh, you know, that's that's an excellent point. Um, and again, if you're just joining us, you are on the curated experience with the Mastanuma, and today we have Mike from Smart Action joining us, talking about technology and the customer experience. So, so Mike, you know, um, there's a I think the opening. Um, chapter of my book, um, I talk about 
how I can't call most companies in front of my young son. Uh, I've got an 11-year-old because my odds of using profanity is greater than 50-50. <laughs> and and as I as I listen to you, you know, you 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 sound like that future is not tomorrow, it's already here. Um and I just think it'll be especially helpful if you could uh share some examples uh, real life examples of, of of this already in practice that people can kind of relate with. Sure. So um, a lot of the, as I, as I mentioned, a lot of the opportunities that I've come across are really around coaching and, and letting people know exactly what you're describing, what can be done with an advanced solution like we provide. Um, one of the great examples I always uh, come back to is these roadside assistance applications that we uh, are able to automate and create a self-service environment for callers that you know, have walked out to their car and it doesn't start in the morning. Um, we do a combination of geolocating where that caller is calling from and walking them through a very complex authentication process uh, and initiation of that tow truck getting out to the scene of that issue. And that's something that I often describe that when I'm when I'm opening up conversations with prospective clients because it, it really is something you would never consider putting in that old school touchstone uh, environment. It really speaks to the evolution of the technology that when that particular customer of ours took it, did um, an evaluation and split out their call volume 50-50, 50% of it going to the agent and 50% going to uh, smart action solution. We actually scored better than the live agent when it came to net promoter scores, customer satisfaction, which was quite an amazing transformation and really speaks to where we are uh, in this technology. Um, I, I have loads of other examples, but to me that's the one that really jumps out as, a, as an application that is happening today that really is pushing the envelope of what, what's possible. Yeah, that's that is that is that is awesome. And you know, I've got to tell you, and, and you and I have had many conversations about robots taking over, and uh, <laughs> I uh, might sound a little paranoid, um, you know. But for those of you who've read my blog post talking about the end of uh, service jobs, and uh, you know, I you know I, I had a conversation with you when I was when I was writing that, and. You know, I'll ask you the same question um, on air as I as I did then. So, I I, I I hear this and I think about the customer service rep out in Omaha. So, Mike, why do you want to end contact center employment? Uh, wow. What does this mean for for the reps in <laughs> Omaha? <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm an evil uh, dictator <laughs> with bad intentions. <laughs> Robots taking over the world is a very scary sci-fi movie like uh, reference to what's happening. Yeah, because uh, yeah, but... you described you described the roadside assist, uh, assistance trouble, which everyone can relate to. And it's hard for some folks to imagine that transaction happening without without a human. Um, and that's exactly what's already happening today. So I really want to talk a little bit about the human side of this. What does this mean and how does things change for, for the rep in Omaha? Absolutely. Um, so so with every client that I talk to about this, and I, and we really believe this wholeheartedly, that this this solution and the advancement of technology in general to self-serve needs more effectively is not about getting rid of agents or getting rid of people. 
it's about optimizing those agents and there's no doubt i mean if you if to to bring it back home to your question that that contact center rep in omaha is definitely going to have to up their game uh undoubtedly they're going to have to be able you know handling take a payment and order status calls is not going to cut it anymore and, and in the future um they're going to have to be better trained have a, a more valuable um discussion with the client because right. that those are the calls that they're going to be on the most complex the true moments of truth for whatever company that is where you're making a very um, complex selection process or uh, there requires a lot of empathy or somebody struggling with you know drug addiction or um, a parent that's in need of health care or something like that that's going to be very challenging to automate but I think in the end to bring it back home to that uh, agent is that agent's going to have a lot better in the in the future, and and we're clearly moving towards this as a, today. This is not hey, let's wait twenty years to see this. It's already happening. That agent's going to have to is going to get a better uh, job satisfaction, a feeling of that they're really valuable to the organization because they're going to have to up their uh, level of skill, and they're going to have to get the training from their uh, the companies that they work for. And what I really believe is they're going to love their job a lot more than they do today and probably get compensated better because now they're handling a lot more uh, of a premium conversation with the client. So companies can invest more in having truly great people on staff at all times because those that, that uh, set of calls that are coming into the live agent are smaller but much more infinitely valuable to the brand. So, you know, I, it's technology is something, no matter whether you apply it to the contact center or any other customer experience, um, technology continues to evolve and grow and become more a part of our lives. And I think it's creating opportunities for the customer to win and getting a better environment to self-serve. The business wins by driving costs out and the agent's job satisfaction goes up. So, you know, Fighting this technology is kind of um, a losing battle because right. it's, it's happening and the wave is only going to get bigger. Um, so in my opinion, we should really embrace that change and celebrate the exciting uh, benefits that come for the business, the agent, and the customer ultimately. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I think I think in the end, and we've seen this in, in, in other areas as well, I think that's that's probably uh, the most likely outcome, and and those who win are those who are proactive. Whether you're, whether you're the business or whether you're the rep in Omaha, just being proactive and and embracing what's to come. So, Mike, I, I really want to thank you for coming on our podcast today, and would love to have you back sometime and and talk about maybe the future agent and what that what that looks like. We would we really really appreciate you coming on um where can folks find you on twitter what's your uh, twitter handle and and how can how can um, our listeners get a hold of you sure um well uh, you can find me at smart action you can just go to smartaction.com um linkedin is probably the best way to reach me and again my name is mike muson it's spelled m u s o n and would love to hear from any of your callers that just have questions about customer experience and innovation um, love to have those conversations. It's a continual teaching and coaching. Absolutely. And uh, for those out there, we've learned we've learned a lot today. Um, Mike, let me know that uh, 
in the future, you know, IVRs would be so great. I can confidently maybe call my phone company in front of my son. Uh, so uh, that's that. That's that, what we're working on. It's all about you being able to have that conversation, <laughs> profanity free. Absolutely. No, and and thanks again, Mike, for being on. I want to my thank pleasure. everyone for listening to the show today. I invite you to join the conversation on our website at amostanuma.com slash podcast. There you can listen to other episodes. My book, The Curated Experience, is available as an audiobook on paperback from bookstores everywhere and on Amazon.com. Until next time, remember the experience is either random or intentionally curated. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to The Curated Experience with Amos Tanuma. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll join the conversation online by visiting us at curatedcx.com or at amostanuma.com. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-D-C-X dot com or A-M-A-S-T-E-N-U-M-A-H dot com. And please invite your friends and colleagues to visit our website or iTunes where they can check this and previous podcasts. This has been a Beyond LLC production. Check us next time for another edition of The Curated Experience.
Thanks for listening to the curated experience with Amas Tanuma. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll join the conversation online by visiting us at curatedcx.com or at amastanuma.com. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-D-C-X.com or A-M-A-S-T-E-N-U-M-A-H.com. And please invite your friends and colleagues to visit our website or iTunes where they can check this and previous podcasts. This has been a Beyond LLC production. Check us next time for another edition of The Curated Experience.